great show. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The Bridge Podcast. I'm Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing here at The Bridge, and I'm joined by Mark Dickey from The Afternoon Show. Howdy from The Afternoon Show. Yeah, it's just you and me today, Mark. We're flying uh, just as a duo. We don't have Bill and Denise, and that's okay. Because sometimes um, the big kids have to go do things, and that's they right. leave us kids to play. So, which actually is, uh, I guess that's you know a pretty apropos, right? Yeah. Well, so check it out. Um, we are actually a sponsored podcast now. We're growing up a little bit. Growing up. Yep. And the Boardwalk Plaza and Victoria's Restaurant in Rehoboth are our generous sponsor. There, you can go in and enjoy and experience how service was when Queen Victoria lived. Like, Mm. no, that's not right, is it? Not when she lived. Victorian era, I'm all confused. Yeah, maybe they they probably do have air conditioning and, and, you know, the amenities. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, it kind of freaked me out for a moment to think I would have to live, like, you know, back in a castle. No, it's not like that. It's Victorian. It's, (laughs) It's lovely. It really is. I'm not doing it justice. Yeah, and, I mean, if you're going to the beach this summer, if you're taking a family trip... Yeah, a great place to visit. Oh man, they yeah, they've got an incredible view of the beach. Whenever we head down there, it's like our landmark for where we park and when we go down to the beach. And then we say, okay, it's time to head back to the car. Look for the, there's Victoria's big pink beautiful hotel mm. right on the beach. It's really cool. You can check them out by visiting them online boardwalkplaza.com. So Mark, summer is knocking at our door. I know my kids are already on the countdown. <laughs> They've got, you know, so many days left, so many weeks left. They are counting down, ready. They're just in elementary and pre-K, and they are oh, wow. itching, itching for summer vacation. So I know you, you don't have kids yet. Not yet. But, uh, boy, let it be a warning. You better get your ducks in a row. You know, if, if summer is on the horizon, you had better have a game plan. I know when I was a kid, we we had lots of activities. What about you? Oh, yeah. Um, we would do all sorts of day camps. Uh, we'd have babysitters uh, when we were younger. Um, you know what? My dad would... Uh, we heated our house okay. in the wintertime. Which I know we're talking about summer, right? Yeah, you're we, right. We had a wood stove, so we would split wood because I lived in the woods. Uh, all summer, I had to do a minimum of an hour a day of oh splitting wood gosh. the entire summer so that it was done by August and it could dry out before the winter time. Whoa. So I just remember sweating with Was a, it you and your dad? Or, or was this like Mark's this is Mark's responsibility? My brother would be involved as well. Yeah. But as I got older it was like, nope, that's Mark's job. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I can remember pushing a lot of mowing. That was our that was my mm. job. Oh we, that, over yeah, the we summer. did that too. Ooh. I didn't, I didn't like that. But boy, I would have hated to split wood all summer. You had to have some fun though, right? Like there was something else that you got into. You didn't, you didn't work your whole summer away, right? That's totally summertime blues. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I would, I would get up as early as I could before it got super hot, split yeah. wood, and then when I was done, I could watch TV and, and do those go. types of things. Cool, so that was cool. Good idea. Yeah, get up before that sun. But I was always super jealous of all these kids on the on the Disney Channel and on whatever <laughs> whatever show I was watching. Right. Because when it was summertime for them, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would just, you know, hang out and do nothing. They'd have like six oh, bags yeah. of Cheetos and, and they were just, all like surfers and, and you <laughs> yeah. know, video game and it was like where 
do these kids live? Is this even reality? Like, right. yeah, it was it was so far from yeah. I can remember my brother and I. Um, we of course we had some summer chores. But we were fortunate that um, we had a couple of babysitters over the years, and then at one point my grandmother retired, so she was able to stay with us, my brother and my cool. sister and I. It was cool. It was really cool, and I can remember a fond memory. My grandparents would save up so that we could go to Jolly Roger Amusement Park oh. every summer. It was a big deal. We always, you know, when we got into that countdown phase, we the kids started talking about, well, where where are my mom and papa going to take us this year? Like, where are we going to go? Sometimes it was Hershey. Sometimes it was a Jolly Roger. But I always enjoyed going to Jolly Roger with them. That's where yeah. I rode my first upside-down roller coaster. Whoa. You better big believe deal. it. Yeah. Big deal. It was a huge deal. When you're that little and, and like, you're rattling around in that thing, big deal. Yeah. So summers are a ton of fun. A lot of great memories. Um, I can also remember going away to camp. Uh, mm. Did you ever do that? Did you ever go away to camp? Oh, yeah. That was, uh, maybe I was uh, 12 years old or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a 4-H camp. Yeah. It was, it was uh, I was living in Maryland at the time, uh, but they would take us on this four-hour bus ride to Western Maryland oh over to uh, Deep Creek Lake. Yeah, and, yeah. And we would spend a whole week away from mom and dad, and uh, we would be doing all sorts of activities. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was the the... It was through 4-H. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I got older, and I actually kind of got to understand how money worked, uh, 4-H camp was actually really inexpensive mm. compared to the other go-away camps. Right, for the value that you received, like for the yeah the whole bundle, kit and caboodle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were sleeping in cabins with holes in the wall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I learned a lot about leadership and yeah. uh, meeting people and being away from mom and dad. And I grew a lot yes. while I was having fun at that camp. That week away. Right? Yeah. I, I can recall um, the first time I went away to camp, it was to Camp Pocomath which is a church oh, cool. camp in this area. And um, yeah, it was really cool. And I was nervous, you know. I was a little kid. And I went away to camp. No mom, no dad. I didn't know any of the other kids. I was a little nervous. Mm. But by two or three days in, I was like one of the lost boys. I didn't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> mom who? Dad who? You I got a yeah. Daniel Boone hat oh, on man. and yeah. running the woods. <laughs> it was really awesome. It was really awesome. And the, the cool thing about a church camp is that it um, invites kids into a relationship with Christ in a non, you know, uh, judgmental, non-threatening, hmm. non, you know, n- not a heavy way, right? It's like, look, we're, we're walking with our friend on the shore of, of a beach, you know, mm. that kind of a experience. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I got married at Camp Pocomath. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is the, is the barn still there? I love the barn. I don't it know. Big, it's been years, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I remember those those cabins, man. They were, oh, man. Now, you didn't do the whole, like, have everybody over and spend the night at Camp Pocomath. No, no, no. There was just a pavilion on a dock that we Perfect. thought was beautiful around it the is, river. It is. And uh, it ended up not being that expensive. And now awesome. that I said that on this podcast, maybe they'll jack the prices up. Yeah. Sorry, right. everybody. Great wedding experience. Camp Pacoma. So they ha- I can clearly recall they had a, a girl's camp and a boy's camp. Like they would keep us separated. The girls were like over in this one half and the boys were. And then um, and when we would all meet up to go to breakfast or whatever, I had this funny. I don't know where they got the counselors, but some of them were international students, you know. And so they were, I guess, college age, maybe. I don't know. This one guy, he was British. And, of course, I'm a little kid. I never had heard, you know, like a British accent coming out of a real British person. <laughs> and he starts talking about, okay, you know, it's nighttime. We're heading down to the campfire. And he's like, grab your torches and let's go down to... I, a terrible British accent, but grab your torches. And I'm thinking, grab my what? 
my what? <laughs> and uh, so Crops he's torches. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm thinking a torch. I've never used. I don't know how to. This is. We're gonna get hurt. And uh, and of course, then he grabs his flashlight and he starts waving it around. I said, Oh, ah, a so, torch. That's so going so crazy. to camp was really educational. There you go. And a, a cultural, experience cultural, for international you. experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> camp was a ton of fun. And then and then I also went to 4-H camp, which I loved too. Um, but. You know, now we're on a completely different end of this spectrum. We're we're heading into adulthood, and with me, I've got two kids to worry about. Uh, you know, my brother and sister—they're grown up now. They've got kids, and there's uh, people who listen to the podcast that have kids, and they're thinking, "Summer vacation? Yeah. Oh no, what am I going to do with the kids?" And uh, so we've been thinking about this for a while now. We've been jotting down some notes, and and um. You know, you, you could have a broad range of kids here that you have to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. So we currently have really young kids. They can't be left alone at home. Um, they are elementary aged and pre-K aged, like I said before. And so that limits also the types of activities that they can go to without parental guidance or without, uh, you know, adult supervision, I guess. That's a strange age to find something for kids to do. Yeah, and it seems like most of the things that are available are only for part of the day. Right. Yeah, yeah, you, and you have to shuttle them around, so that's difficult. So you have to make plans, either working with family or friends, to, to shuttle the kids around or get them to where they need to be. But, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to find something to plug your kid into, hopefully it's, like you said, educational. Mm-hmm. And maybe if there's something going on at your church, it could have a spiritual element, too, where they're able to grow in their faith. Something that I think that we can really take advantage of being a part of a church in our local community is, you know, on Sunday morning, there, there are kids running around because uh, churches are made up of families from all walks of life. And so there are all sorts of middle school and high school girls that are looking for extra money that might want to babysit. Um, and because you go to church together, because you're family friends, maybe you can work out a deal or maybe a bunch of families. If, if you know a couple people who have three five-year-olds, um, you can three, two, five-year-olds, three, five-year-olds might be a bit much for one babysitter. That might be a lot, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh, work it out together, you know, okay, well maybe, you know, we can watch them for, for these two weeks out of the summer Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and come together. Cause that's what, that is what the church is. is It's a body of believers uh, helping each other out, getting, getting through all this together. together. And, you know, if, if you might not be financially able to, to pay for a, I'll, I'll use quote unquote real babysitter, you know, mm-hmm. someone who's extremely experienced and can do all the crazy stuff. Well, right. Use the resource that you have, use the church that you attend and uh, ask some questions. See if people right. can, can help you and your family out or, or come together with that. That's a good suggestion. And I also think about, uh, both youth group and, um, you know, most of the youth groups are after school mm-hmm. right now. But then there's also folks who do uh, co-ops, uh, homeschool co-ops at their church. Mm. And I think oftentimes, uh, of course, at the end of the school year, everybody's ready to hang up those chores and those duties. <laughs> but there might be new volunteers who can step in and extend those um, programs into the summer or over the summer. Uh, maybe with a little bit of guidance, like, well, this is how we run the co-op during the week, and this is how we run you know, youth group this night each week. Uh, 
go ahead and run those programs again, but keep them running over the summer. That might be a cool suggestion and a good way to utilize the church building as well as the church volunteers. So that, that could be a cool thing to do with young and middle-aged kids. Mm. So, not, not your 40-year-old kids. Not middle-aged, yeah. <laughs> Although I've heard of adult day, uh, day camps, and they sound like a lot of fun. You get to go away and do art and relax and read. That sounds great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so th- speaking of some of those uh, young girls or young boys who want to earn money mm-hmm. um, during the summer, they see this as like a, a milestone in their life. Like, I'm, I'm too old for a babysitter. I don't want to stay home with a babysitter, you know, and I definitely don't want to watch my brother and sister. <laughs> but maybe they're looking to become, uh, maybe they want to do some babysitting. Maybe they want to get a farm job. Maybe they want to go and get a job in a... Uh, you know, in like a retail store or a restaurant or something. I mentioned this in the last podcast on careers. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things that, that ever happened to me was getting getting my first job at 16. And uh, a lot of, actually I was 15, mm-hmm. but um, there are a lot of fast food chains that through, you know, it's very specific. Like there's only so many hours you can right, work. Right, yeah. uh, but but I think as young as, as 14, you can work. So. You can work in a restaurant and start getting that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe wean your kids off of the allowance and have them start yep. uh, earning their own. earning mm-hmm. what they use. I mean, uh, my dad would always say, "If I didn't have money for gas, I didn't go out on Friday night." Right. Yep. Yep. And so now he was down in in Florida. He was walking through the. Oh my gosh. Times have changed. My dad's <laughs> yeah. job as a kid was walking through the swamp. Oh, my. Collecting frogs to sell to the local restaurant. Get out. Wow. <laughs> He'd walk down the street and a guy yeah. say, I'll give you 50 cent a frog. No kidding. <laughs> and so that's how my dad got dirt bike money so he could he could drive uh, his, got gas money to drive a dirt bike around. Wow, town. that is really cool. Yeah, the the fifties were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's got to be a kid out there somewhere still gigging frogs to get yeah, some probably. cash, right? <laughs> Wonder if the rate's gone up. Fifty cents a frog. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I've never had frog, but yeah, I don't yeah, want me to. Either. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know you and I have kind of a similar experience. We our background is that we started working young. Um, there are kids that don't, and that's fine. You know, there are kids who want to explore and learn and grow, and they have you know the opportunity to do that, um, it, which is wonderful. It's a huge blessing. Also, it's something. It's a blessing you don't want to take for granted. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of programs that go on throughout the summer yeah. to continue education, or like I like to say, experiential learning. Right? Mm. You get into a, a club or a group or a team that um, can only meet during the summer. And, um, and of course, there are schools or uh, colleges or programs that offer learning, you know, around certain, like, mathematics or STEM or, you mm. know, aeronautics, things like that. And you, believe it or not, we are just hugely blessed in this area. Dell Tech Community College, they have campuses in Georgetown, Dover, uh, Stanton, and Wilmington. And every summer... My kids are flipping through this little booklet that comes out, um, and it's it's thick. And they have classes every week. They call it their summer camp program. That's cool. It's really cool. And um, you know, there's a cost associated with it, but I think for the value of you know having the kid there during the, that period of the day, uh, having some daycare, and then also that education. And I mean, it's everything, right? So last year, my my daughter said, 
Oh, well, I want to be a YouTube star. Well, guess what? They have a class on how to do YouTube videos, how to like shoot oh, your wow. videos, how to get them up, how to get them ranked. Yeah, right? For for a young kid. Summer camp has changed. Yeah, it has. <laughs> they had a, a Minecraft camp at one point. Um, and uh, then I know that they have someone like aeronautics and space, you know, so engineering and architecture, uh, all kinds of different things. Just really, really neat ways to expose your kids to... Um, to thought-provoking, right, skill-growing type of activities. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, when I was, I, I can't remember how old I was. Maybe it was Maybe it was third to fifth grade. Uh, there was one summer I went to the local community college. It was Chesapeake College mm-hmm. in, yeah. uh, in Maryland. And I spent most of the summer there, and we would do things like, there was a pond out back, and we would go fishing for like right. an hour every right. day. And that was awesome. Just, yeah, you know, we would you know play play sports. We would go fishing. Um, if it was super hot, we'd stay in and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But but learning, learning things, meeting new people, having new experiences, right? Instead of just staying home and watching TV. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's important, you know, to get out and get engaged and teach your kids how to do that interaction at that age. Mm-hmm. So um, another one was. Uh, 4-H in our area when I was a kid offered day camps and I think they still do that Hmm. throughout the week in the summer Um, which is again you get together play and learn you know Um, very cool yeah it is it's neat so there's a lot of cool opportunities there don't want to forget about the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club Uh, we have a lot of YMCA's in this area uh, several Boys and Girls Clubs facilities and um, I know that the one in Milford and the one in Seaford both have indoor pools, which is cool. The boys and girls clubs have indoor pools. Yeah, that is that is really good. Um, So you can learn life skills, right? Learn how to swim, learn how to kayak, maybe learn whatever. But um, YMCA is great, too. They've got some really good programs um, and they teach you, you know, sports and community engagement. So they're 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 all really great. caveat to all of this is that you know especially for these middle-aged kids um some of these programs cost cost money yeah so it's good to be mindful of your family budget and when considering these different programs and some of them can be expensive on you know a higher end um others are free like yeah your local library (laughs) an incredible resource all summer long um, and I don't mean just for the books on the shelf, but our local library system has a ton of programs that mm-hmm. engage kids, whether it be, you know, like yoga classes or <laughs> like um, uh, they have people come in and read to the kids. Well, we so we have this community calendar on 887thebridge.com. Yes. Oh, I and, know right where you're going. And I want to say that like maybe a third of the events on there are local library yes. events. And there's all sorts of things uh, like... Uh, they're reading, helping you uh, read to dogs. Reading to dogs, yeah. There's uh, different, um, they'll have different like, kind of like board game nights. Yep, they sure do. And yep. all sorts of things. And a lot of them are during the day. Yes, they are. And so maybe maybe you do have kids that you need to get rid of for two hours while you go and do errands. Right, yep. Or or maybe you can get your babysitter a ride yep. with the kids and then that way they're there with the kids and, and handling all that. It's it's a safe environment, climate controlled, you know. <laughs> um, and and of course, it's an area that fosters learning and you know good civic behavior. So it's like, wow, why wouldn't I go to the library? It's, mm. it's a good choice. It's a really good choice. 
And then, of course, you know, there's lots of sports activities that you can do from swimming lessons and horse horseback riding lessons. Um, you might learn to paddle or, you know, do a boating, some type of a boating program or kayaking program. There's a whole lot of different life skills that you can learn over the summer. Delaware State Parks is a wonderful resource for those kinds of uh, life skill classes, uh, nature and, and environment classes. Uh, they offer a full range of programs for kids all summer long. Uh, day camps as well as uh, just ranger programs that you can go to as a family. So they're they're an incredible resource as well. Um, but one I don't want to forget and that I want to really you know draw attention back to, we mentioned it a minute ago with the younger kids, but with those middle-aged kids, the church is a wonderful resource. Yeah, um, They have VBS. Most churches hold a vacation Bible school in the summer. And it's not all summer long from my memory, but if, again, the community calendar is any indicator— those churches will rotate who has a VBS in our area. So you might, you know, go to a VBS in one town the first week of summer, and by the second or third week of summer, you're in another town. Um, and so you just have to check to see who's offering what and and head into a vacation Bible school and, and you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, and I would, I would once again point to the community calendar because you might find one event that sounds awesome that's at, you know, this library, but it's just one town over. Ask that library, hey, yeah. what else do you have going on this summer? If you, if you have no idea where to look and you really want something that's near you, uh, find something on our calendar because it's all right there for you. It's completely free. Yeah. Um, nonprofits can, can put their events, and so that's how the, all the library events get up there. That's right. Yep. But Kind of pre-screened, right, to help our, our audience with those yeah. types of things that they want to find and do. Yeah. Yeah, and if you don't have a church, that, like because we talked about being part of the church and using that community. We also have an online church directory. Uh, you could also probably find a church through lots of the VBS events, mm-hmm. Vacation Bible School yep. weeks. Those are on our community calendar. And so maybe if you don't have a church, you could check one of those out. And if your kids love the kids that they meet, um, well, maybe then you just found your church. That's right. That's <laughs> that's very true. So there's one last segment of, uh, quote unquote, kids that are going to be heading home for oh, yeah. the summer. And I'm talking about college kids. These are the young people who are coming home for summer break. Get a job. And they might not want to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Make them get a job. But they're going to come home and they're going to eat your food and they're going to take up space on the couch. And no, that's not They're going to turn the AC up. Yeah, they're going to burn up your AC. <laughs> they're going to burn through your power. It's just, it's not looking good for parents on the college front. Let me, I, I'm going to rant real quick. I tell you what. <laughs> We're going to get a lot of emails from millennials on this. The moment your kids move out, they don't get to experiment with jobs. Ah. They, they have to, they have to find yeah. the, the highest wage with the most hours that they can. And if they spend their entire youth not working mm-hmm. a single place, mm-hmm. they're going to get into a job that they hate and they're not going to be able to afford to make a change. To make a change. Yeah. So if they're still living at home, let them experiment or get them to experiment. experiment. <laughs> Try different things. Hey, if, if they've already worked at a fast food restaurant, have them work at a retail store. That's a great that's great insight, Mark, really. I because uh, when I when I worked, I worked um, my first job was on a farm. I learned quickly I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I worked at a grocery store. And and that was still, you know, pushing carts is pretty heavy work. Um, standing on your feet is hard work. And um, then I worked at a restaurant and I didn't like that. And I, and I, you're right. 
by experimenting, I learned what I liked and what I didn't like. Mm -hmm. I learned where I wanted to be. And I also learned a lot of different skills as far as, um, oh, that's how businesses work. Or, oh, (laughs) that's how production works. Or that's how, you know, um, it was, it was good to experiment. You know, I didn't even think of it in that way when I was going through it. Um, but you're right. That was a great, a great way to learn a lot of different things. Um, so I had a unique experience when I was in college. I, I had the opportunity to go uh, pretty far away for a summer. I knew I didn't want to, quote unquote, come home for the summer. Mm-hmm. And so my friend and I, we started doing some research and we found you could work in a national park and work in their cafeteria or work doing housekeeping or work doing groundskeeping or work doing, you know, tour guide stuff. This sounds like a pretty big national park that you worked at. It was mighty big. It was, <laughs> I actually found a job at Yellowstone National Park. It <laughs> was awesome. incredible. And so those opportunities exist. Um, we also found that college kids are being accepted onto cruise lines too. You could go work huh. on it. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, there are tons of things that you can do. And at that age, right, that unique of an experience, hmm. all of a sudden it doesn't seem like work. Well, so when I was, I, I did a, a college age internship at a church a couple of years ago. Okay. And uh, a lot of these bigger churches, uh, the church that I interned at was Elevation Church. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina. Whoa. Yeah. But uh, I want to say that Bethel, uh, New Spring. Okay. Probably North Point Church. Probably. These yeah. bigger churches, they want to pass the information on that they have. You know, hey, right. we figured out how to, how to do church really well in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. So the idea with the internship was spend the summer down here. Uh, we'll pay you a you know, we'll pay you a little bit every week, right. Just to yep. help you eat. And did they they, put, they put gave me a up? place to stay? Yeah, see, yeah. that's the yep. <laughs> yeah, it was it was yeah. all hundred percent covered. All I had to do was apply. Yeah, um, highly recommend that program. That's I got cool. to I got to intern for audio production, mm-hmm. so I got to help Elevation Worship make videos no and and do all sorts of stuff. It was really cool. Elevation Worship that we play here on the yeah, bridge. Right. I got to be kind of a part of their team for a summer. That is so cool. Um, but you could yeah. also do youth ministry, uh, work, do office stuff, right. uh, outreach. Um, and I'm going to change topics now. Uh, I just learned that a friend of mine, uh, her son, and I want to see he's a junior in high school. Okay. He's going on a six-week mission trip. What? This summer. That's awesome. He's spending two weeks in Florida doing a boot camp that they're yeah, calling it. Right. It's teaching him you how to him. like, because uh, it's a legit missions trip. No like, way. Here's here's how you do your laundry in a river. Oh my word. Um, yeah. And then and then he's spending four weeks in Ecuador. Wow. So wow. witnessing to the unsaved. Yeah. Meeting and serving people where they live. That is cool. And he's, he's definitely not going to come back the same kid. No, nah, no, no, that changes you. That's cool. Yeah. So I guess, I guess to say, you know, there are a lot of experiences for that age group mm-hmm. um, that could be much more beneficial than just coming home and couch surfing for three months. Yep. Yeah. We'll leave that there. So <laughs> <laughs> if you need help searching for some of those programs, let us know. And you know what? I want to be cautious here. What did we miss? There's got to yeah. be more. Um, you've got kids at all different age groups, and you've got things in your uh, you know, realm of experience or your neck of the woods that we have no idea about. So would you let us know what we missed? Can you go ahead and send us your ideas for summer vacation activities to podcast at 887thebridge.com. And be sure to download the Bridge mobile app. You can get this podcast episode, all the previous podcast episodes, and they're easy to share right from the app. 
it's super cool. If you enjoyed the podcast, do share it with a friend and provide feedback through that podcast at 887thebridge.com email. We really appreciate you being here and we look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>